Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I am your host Maxine and we are on episode 27, an age I once was. Oh my gosh, I'm really 28 years old. Wow. Look at God. Thank you God for allowing me to see another year and just you know, walking into my purpose and continuously growing and living and being and existing and learning. (sighs) Life is beautiful. Um, I've learned that throughout the last six months that I've experienced massive change, massive transitions in my life. And I had to reflect during my birthday and realize that I am dope. Like, let's just stop right there. (laughs) Let's stop right there. I am dope. Say that, okay? And I want you to say that for yourselves as well. But I think sometimes with me, I get too introspective and I allow the maybe the negative things or what I perceive as negatives to overwhelm my my thoughts and just how I how I view things. And I don't recognize how much I've grown, how much I've uh, gotten better, how much I have become the woman I have wanted to be. And I'm still growing. That's the beauty about life and every day. You know, not just your birthday, not just the new year. You know, there are certain moments throughout the year where people will like to commit to change or commit to uh, a new habit that they want to enforce in their lifestyle. But we don't recognize that every day is literally an opportunity to be better. It's an opportunity to be great, to walk further in your destiny, to continue to chase after your dreams and accomplish your goals and write more goals down and work towards them. And it's amazing. So um, I had to really sit with myself and recognize that. Um, I don't know if I shared this in the last episode. I can't remember. But usually when it's around my birthday time, for some reason, I get in an ultra depressive state. Like, I know it's a devil at work. Like, I know. I know for sure. Um, And within that state that I'm in, I start to question my life, my purpose, my feelings, my self-worth, my uh, my surrounding's who I, I it's it goes on, okay? It goes down for the get down in my mind. And it always happens around my birthday for some odd reason. So instead of being super uh, uh, blessed or feeling blessed and recognizing recognizing the blessings around me, I instead get so depressed because of whatever triggered me, you know? And it will be like that probably uh, a few days before my birthday, and then it hit me hard the day right before my birthday, and then when my birthday comes, I would try to be in the best possible mood that I could be in, but then I will nitpick things that I recognize within the people around me, you know, like, oh, so-and-so didn't say happy birthday to me, or I didn't really get to do this 
but I did this last birthday or I don't know. I, I would just feel different things and it's the devil. That's number one. I recognize that, but it is a struggle that I go through and I don't know if that's normal or if it's common for other people, but it's definitely uh, an annual struggle and I have to actively fight against uh, just depressive thoughts and uh, just negative thoughts all around. And I, uh, I'm i tired of saying things like, oh, it's the devil. I know I literally just said that. But it's just, uh, sometimes things get annoying when it becomes a habit. You know, it feels like you have no power. And I understand we do have, as Christians, we do have power. You know, there's power in our tongue. There's power in our speech. There's power because we have faith. We are a child of God. All of these great things, right, that we should say, that we should live by, that we should know, right? You're a Christian. You shouldn't have fear. You should just have faith. And you're a Christian. You shouldn't have these desires. You should just have faith. <laughs> you should just have this, this strong will for obedience. And it's like, <laughs> Let me tell you who I am again. <laughs> I am someone who has feelings, who has desires, who has temptations, and who falls continuously, okay? But I I am also someone who questions my upbringing. I question my faith also, you know? And I don't think in this, uh, in, in Christianity, we are... Well, at least when I was growing up, I could say I, I was never um, brought up with the comfort of questioning God, questioning different different morals that I was supposed to abide by. And, you know, if I don't like if I don't, you know, if I if I'm not celibate, then God won't love me. You know, if I'm not um, uh, this humble and kind hearted person, then God won't love me. God you know, won't have me enter the gates of heaven and all these, you know, fear mongering, uh, speech that is, per I'm going on. I don't know how I got, <laughs> let's get back to the depressive state. No, but I don't, I, why did I get down, get down that rabbit hole? Um, my point is, <laughs> what was I saying? I dead ass just went on a whole rant, but I, I just feel like, yeah, every year when my birthday came along, I have, actively I had to actively work against depressive thoughts um so that happened my birthday um last week and well the last episode that you guys listened to was the week of my birthday but I recorded that episode a week before anyway but um I I okay so what I learned was entering my year of 28 I have grown. I have grown into more of the woman I have wanted to be. And that woman is a woman who recognizes that she is resilient. A woman who recognizes that she is love. She expresses love. And because of the love that she expresses, there is hurt that is accompanying with that. You know, oftentimes when you wear your heart on your sleeve, and you know, sometimes I'll say, oh, sometimes I'm, you know, I'm detached from my feelings. I will say stuff like that. And sometimes I do feel that way. But then when I'm not detached, I, I feel hard. I, I like hard. I love hard, like platonically. But <laughs> I haven't reached that romantic love yet in my life. But... I've reached that like love, that like, 
anyways, I I recognize that I am someone who is love. I am someone who has feelings and sometimes when I don't have feelings, that's when I don't have feelings, but um I recognize more about myself the past few months since I moved here and it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. I think about how how many times I wanted to just quit and be like, maybe this move wasn't for me. And I know I have these days and these moments when I'm depressed or when I'm like super in my thoughts and feelings and I feel alone. But then there are some great days when I'm not in that funk. So I don't know what that's about, honestly. <laughs> I haven't really been in a funk uh, lately. It's been like two weeks since my last funky type of mood. Um, so thank God for that. But it's kind of scary for me because it's one of those things where it will hit me out of nowhere when I'm just suddenly feeling this overwhelming sense of sadness. And it's due to what I talked about on the previous episode was just feelings of loneliness, feelings of people not really kind of connecting with me or getting me. Like every time I meet people, right? Like I could get, I could really get along with anyone. But as far as me getting along with someone to the point where, wow, this person really gets me and I get this person. And now me and this person want to mutually develop a a friendship that is close and that is like, you know, like homegirl, like best friends, you know, best girlfriends type of friendship. Um, I don't get to that point with people, at least not yet, here. Yeah, here. Um, Back home, I have one or two friends I could say I've reached that point with, which I'm so grateful for. But it does kind of hurt my feelings when I'm when I'm in a surrounding where I could have strong conversation with folks, with anyone. And then I will see them. It's like I'm always the single one going out amongst a group of people who are already friends with each other. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm always the one who's trying to come into the mix. And though people may be welcoming, it's just sometimes I wish I already had that duo. You know, sometimes I wish I already had that homegirl by my side where, okay, it's both of us going to this event and both of us are meeting people rather than just me meeting people and trying to figure out, oh, who can I develop a friendship with? Who would like to develop a friendship with me mutually, you know? And it's just like, dang, I would like, to, I, I have met so many, I've met uh, so many women this past weekend, super nice, super sweet, welcoming, all these great things. And I just noticed like, wow, they're with their friend. <laughs> like they're already with a friend and this friend is a best friend of theirs. This friend is a friend that they grew up with. This friend is someone who they have just a close relationship with. And I'm getting to know them or I'm just now getting into the mix. And it's like, oh, I wish I already had that. Or I wish I had a friend who was like on the verge of that type of relationship. I hope I'm making sense. But it does kind of like, oh, you know, that's, and I feel like that's where the overwhelming sense of sadness comes in. And when I, I feel like when I do think that, oh, there's a potential in this, in this girlfriend, in this person who I could develop that relationship with, then I'm thrown off, you know, it's like, oh, Okay, I guess it was just in my head. <laughs> I'll just continue to go out to these places alone and meet several other people and have these casual platonic 
uh, lighthearted friendships. And it's like, I want something deeper. Like, I want a homegirl. I want homegirls. I want people to want that with me rather it just being uh i'm tired of talking about this shit honestly anyways i could ramble on and on but that's just how i feel i don't know if this is someone something that someone else feels out there who may feel like they can get along with everybody but it's very few who could get close to them and that's just what i'm trying to say here like i could get along with anyone i could have a conversation with anyone i could make anyone feel and it's genuine it's coming from a genuine place i can make anyone feel valued and comfortable with me and we could have great conversation i could match your humor like i'm i'm dope i'm dope <laughs> let's just stop right there okay but it's very few uh people who I could have that mutual friendship relationship with, okay? It's very few people who I can be really close with and who can match me the way that I need to be matched and who want the same type of friendship or a friendship, a close friendship that I want. It's very few people. So that's just thing that kind of gets me upset from time to time when I give myself permission to stay in that funk. Um, so yeah, that's just feelings that I would feel from time to time, and that's what I felt the, you know, the days before my birthday. Anyways, I'm out of that funk, thank God, but <laughs> let's figure out when the next one's coming. <laughs> I'm literally up and down, hello. Um, anyways, I want to talk about this date I went on that I... <laughs> Let's just talk about, uh, I don't even know where to begin because I went out on a date with a man who is white and that's just, let's stop right there, huh? You know, um, I typically, when I'm walking through an area, when I'm entering a room and there happen to be white people there, I don't see them. Like, I don't see them in a way that I would see black men. You know, like, when I see black men, like, maybe if I see, like, five black men within a, you know, within a surrounding, within a vicinity, when I enter a room, I see them. I'm like, I'm checking to see, okay, is that a ring? (laughs) Is there some gay mannerisms, you know, know, so I could just be aware of? (laughs) Um, Is... He has all his teeth, you know, I'm, I'm checking. I'm like looking, I have a whole radar computer checking you all the way out when I see black men. But when there are white people in the room, I'm not looking at white men and like, ooh, who is, you know, it's just like, okay, hello. So with that being said, it's like, so you went out on a date with a white man. Yes. Um, this person in particular, I'm not saying how I met him because I don't know if, people might figure it out. So um, I'm not gonna say how I met him, but we're in a close proximity, let's just say that, okay? So within this close proximity, we engage in conversation. Uh, We happen to like engage in conversation and we're talking about things that are in common for us. So like he's talking about like conspiracy theories or like policies and docu-series that he watches and I like stuff like that too so I would share things that I have watched and 
Um, I recommended, oh, you should watch this movie. And he did. And he came back the next day and was like, oh, I, I watched it. Let me, you know, let's talk about it. And we're talking about, it. you know, so like we would talk and like just connect on things that were in common for us. So I'm looking at it as, so then, okay, okay, here's the thing. So when we're talking, my eyes are suddenly looking up and I'm opening my eyes further and I see that, oh, it's actually kind of cute. Oh, this is like my, so you know how suddenly the veil, you know, is, is uh, lifted from your eyes and you see things a little differently than how you once were seeing them. So then that's how I was with him. Once I realized, oh, wait, he is actually kind of cute. Oh, wait, we're actually talking about things that we share in common. This is kind of cool. Let's, <laughs> okay, let me kind of flirt a little. But the way I flirt is, I think my flirting, and I don't feel like sometimes I flirt intentionally. It may look like I'm flirting, but I'm just like joking. Like I'm just laughing, you know, I'm just making a joke. I'm just making the environment chill and comfortable. Um, I'm not a touchy-feely flirter, so it's not like you could tell, oh, she touched my arm. That's how you know she's flirting with you. But I'm someone who, you know, I'll make you feel comfortable in the moment. I'll validate what you're saying and I'll laugh at what you're saying if it's funny. But I'm usually smiling anyway, so people might look at that as, oh, you're flirting. And whatever, that's just your perspective. But I don't think I was actively flirting with him. I recognize he was cute, so I would engage in further conversation. Like, I will continue the conversation. So maybe that's subconsciously me flirting. But I say all that to say, I think, I feel like I think I need to be more intentional. I know I've talked about before in a previous episode that I need to be more intentional because this is where things have gone to me going on on a date with him okay so he asked me out on a date because I, I just happened to say something like oh I love burgers and oh I love burgers I went to this burger spot and I was talking about the burger and he's like oh he likes burgers too and all this bullshit so then we're connecting on that he's like um so you know we should definitely go out and check out you know, more restaurants or whatever. So I'm just like, you know how you agree to something and it's like, you don't really agree, agree. You're just saying like, yeah, to just say, yeah. So I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. And so he ended up actually asking me out. So I'm just thinking to myself, oh, okay. Oh God, what did I just do? So <laughs> now I'm not grossed out. I'm not disgusted, but it's just something new. You know, I've never been asked out on a date by a white man. So all these, and I think some people who may be listening may feel like, okay, what's a big deal? But it's a big deal when you have not dated, like, someone of another race. So it's just like, whoa, you could, like, and especially when you don't see them in a sexual way or a romantic way, and when they see you that way, it's like, oh, you could see me that way? Like, I thought it was just not for me. Like, I don't know. Honestly, that's how I felt. So I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe this might be cute. You know, maybe this might be fun. So (laughs) he, oh, let me say this. So before he asked me out, he starts saying how, 
yeah, you know, so like, okay, so we're just talking, whatever. Um, he's saying how he actually, like, he likes me and he, like, he really likes me and he feels like, you know, there's a connection because he's, is, he said he's typically someone who is very introverted. That's the words that he used to, that's the word that he uses to describe himself. He's very introverted. He's very to himself and very shy. And it's like, okay, that's kind of a turnoff, honestly, because I'm not used to men being shy. Like men who I'm dating to be shy. Like, ew, don't, don't do that. But that's what he said that he is. So He's saying how he's typically not a sociable person. <laughs> Yet with me, he feels so comfy. That's the word that people use with me. I just feel so comfortable with you. Yo, stop. Stop feeling so comfortable with me. Stop. Like, let me stop this right now. Do I got to be a B for you to not be comfortable with me? It's so annoying. Anyway, so he's feeling so comfortable with me. And I'm thinking, you know, and he's like asking me, oh, so, I mean, so do you like me? Who asked someone that? So I can't be like, uh, no. I mean, I don't know. Like, in that moment, I kind of felt, like, pressured to match his feelings. It's not like I didn't like him. It was like, oh, I didn't really allow myself to see him in in a romantic or sexual light. So it wasn't even a thought to me that I could like him like that, you know? So, but in that moment, when he asked me, I kind of felt pressure. So I was like, yeah, you're cool. I like, you know, I'm saying it lightheartedly. I don't know if he picked up on it. I, I feel like him being a white man, there are some things that he can't get as far as my mannerisms as a black woman, okay? And that's just real. So... I don't think he picked up on it. Um, but since I said I liked him back verbatim, you know, I was like, yeah, I like you back. Cool. But obviously my body language was not in the same type of sentiment he expressed earlier. Um, so yeah. So once I said that he set up the date and so we went out. So here's problem numero uno. Even though I said I like burgers, you know, that's cool and all. If this is a date, I don't think you should bring me to a burger shop. Like, we went to a burger spot that was just like run down, you know, type of scene. There was no romance to it. There was no like shebang. It was just kind of like, hey, you want to go to a burger spot type of thing. And I'm just like, Okay, so is this a date or like, I don't know. I, I was thinking all these things. I didn't want to say them out loud, but I just felt like he took what I said literally and went for it. <laughs> like, okay, nigga, I know I said burger spot, but dang, you couldn't take me to Ruth Chris. <laughs> what? You really took me to a burger spot? Like, we might as well have gone to Burger King. What the fuck? But we went to another spot, not Burger King. Um, the food was really good. Let's just say that. It was really good, but it was just the scenery was just, like, not romantic. And maybe that wasn't his intent. Maybe I'm just, like, forcing it. But no. 
no that's just my expectation i don't think that's cool but whatever i'm someone who likes to make people feel comfortable no matter what so i meet him there um and <sighs> problem numero dos so i'm used to men like i've said before who are aggressive not rapey aggressive um but aggressive with like you know you know like you know we I'm feeling you type of thing or you look mad good oh like I want you to hype me up type of man you know type of aggressive I want you to look at me as if you're undressing me that's what I want honestly that's what I like and maybe that's what I'm just used to <laughs> maybe I need better maybe I don't know my worth maybe all of those things but that's what I like that's what I like I like to feel like okay I dressed up for you I beat my face for you and you recognize it and you're sweating me and you're looking at me like I'm a hot meal yes objectify me objectify me okay in this moment you know not in a way like that's creepy obviously like I don't want you like licking your lips all the time that's disgusting or like sticking your tongue out that's rude but you know, this is ways that you can make a woman feel like, okay, you fine. You know, there's ways to do that and make her feel sexy without objectifying her. And that's what I am used to from men who I have dated in the past. Um, but with this particular man, he just wasn't like that. Like, it was just weird. So... And I know he's attracted to me. So it's not like he's not. Because first of all, why would you ask me out on a date, number one, if he wasn't attracted to me? And number two, he literally said, right when he asked me out, like, so when, when we exchanged numbers, he said that I'm gorgeous, I have a gorgeous smile. Like, he was complimenting me then, but it was just, like, words compliments. It was not like... Look like look at me and compliment like you know how you could compliment someone with your eyes when you could look at them in a way and it's like okay I would have my outfit like okay you like how my hair looks today or you know and that's what I like that's what I prefer and that's what I expect and want from people who I am entertaining and so when I met him at this burger spot okay. It was just like none of that. And I know I look good that night. So it wasn't even, oh, you didn't. No, I know I look good that night. And so I meet him there. He like gives me like this awkward hug. And he said before that he's he's kind of awkward. Um, but I just feel like with someone of his background, and he has said that he has dated women of color before, Hispanic women, black women. So it's like, I just didn't expect for him to be awkward, awkward. Like, nigga, what's up? So we're sitting down. Like, he's, like, it's a date enough, you know? Like, he paid for my meal, whatever. But I just felt like I was doing more of the heavy lifting within the date. <laughs> and it just did not... I, I just did not feel the sparks that I like to feel, you know, like I didn't feel the chemistry. I didn't feel the who let's go right now type of vibe. I just felt like, okay, we just, 
really having a burger right now. Okay. And maybe that's, maybe I'm looking at things totally different. Maybe I am. Maybe I am, but I know I am not. And what I've learned as a 28-year-old woman, okay, I know what I know and I like what I like, okay? I like for people who I am dating to make me feel like, I'm the flyest thing they've ever seen, okay? Especially when I'm with you in that physical moment. And so I like when I am valued and appreciated in the moment. I like when I'm recognized. And when you're not giving me that, I'm turned off. You know, when you're not giving me what I want, I'm not going to force it and see it as, oh, well, let's go out on another date and then we'll just see how things go. No, like, I know how things will go. Like, it's going right now on this date and I don't like it. And I'm not going to stay in it to see where, I'm tired of seeing where things go. (laughs) Like, I, I I saw it. Like, I've seen it. It's went, it's gone. I'm not interested, okay? And I just have to say the only thing great about the date was the meal that I ate. Like, it was the bomb-ass burger. It was a bomb-ass... The fries were amazing. Oh my! Even the soda hit me. Like, whoo, praise the Lord, okay? But I just felt like I was doing more of the heavy lifting. I mean, he talked. <laughs> I was about to have to even say that. He talked, though. That's cool. He talked. I mean, he did talk. <laughs> But you know how when you're talking, sometimes, like, if you're nervous, at least some, some people, when they're nervous, they they ramble on, they go on these tangents, they rant. And I felt like he was doing more of that because he was nervous. And so it was just not, it just wasn't cute. Like, I would just, like, mm, this wasn't going anywhere. So I'm just kind of turned off. And, um, you know, so we finish our meal, right? So (laughs) here's another thing I'm used to. I'm used to men taking the lead, you know, being initiative, being this action-oriented species, knowing what to do, knowing what they want. And so when we finish our meal and he asks me, oh, so what do you want to do next? First of all, I wasn't even expecting that question. I just wanted it to be over. So I'm just thinking, like, uh, go home. Like, that's, that's what I want to do. Like, go home alone. That's what I want to do next. That's what I was thinking. So, but in my head, I'm trying to, okay, how can I make this situation better? Like, how can this date go from below average to better, you know? So... He, so I asked him, oh, what do you want to do? I don't know. Um, You want to, like, totally no ideas. He finally asked me if I want to, like, what do I usually do on a Friday night? Gave him an answer. Then he offered, oh, you want to go to movies? So I was like, okay, sure. Let's, let me check out the show times for these movies. So I suggested a movie. He suddenly, so I'm giving him show times for that movie, right? He suddenly is like, Actually, I don't really want to go to a movie. The thing is, why the fuck did you even ask me if I wanted to watch a movie? Like, I hate that. Make up your mind. That was so annoying in that moment. So, I'm like, okay. So, he's like, well, you know, I kind of just want to go home. If you want to come, you want to come to my place, or maybe I could go to your place. So, 
I'm sitting, I'm sitting in this moment like, hmm, should I invite him over? And I'm thinking to myself, why am I even thinking that knowing that this day is not where, like, it's not exciting for me. But like I said earlier, I'm trying to see how can I spike it up. It's a Friday night. It was my birth. Like, it was just these things like, okay. So I eventually was like, yeah, sure. Let's, you know, you could follow me to my place, right? Go watch a movie. Something, okay, sure. Day end, I go in my car, he goes in his car. He didn't walk me, I'm not even gonna go into that. Anyway, so I go in my car, I start driving, he's behind me, I see he's behind me, because I told him to follow me. And then I just had this strong feeling to say, no, never mind, I actually don't want you to come over. Like, I don't. So I pulled over, he pulls up right behind me, I get out the car, I walk towards his car and I tell him, like he gives me like this confused face. And I tell him, actually, you know, I just don't think you should come over. It's a little too early for that. And he just shrugs and looked at me. He's just like shrugs, like, okay. And like his okay was like a, okay, whatever. Like, like you know how men try to act like they don't care, but they do care, but they want to act like, oh, it doesn't phase me, but nigga, you are phased. That, that was his expression. So I'm like, okay, how can I make this situation better? You know, that's how I'm always thinking. So I'm like, all right, well, let's, let me get a hug, you know. So he gets out his car. I, we get a hug. You know, I get a hug from him. Suddenly, something is just brewing within him, and he's now the aggressor that I wanted. When I tell y'all he gave me this bare-ass hug, like picks me up, swings me around. Nigga almost threw me back into my car. I mean, he might as well have. He didn't throw me. I'm just kidding. But he he does pick me up, kind of swing me around. Like this very flirtatious energy came from him. And he even like kissed my neck. It was like this weird energy that's that just came from nowhere. Like, where the hell was this in the beginning? <laughs> like, well, how come you didn't greet me with this hug in the beginning? What the what what? What are you saying? So I even said it out loud. I said to him, dang, where was this earlier? He had nothing to say. But I did stick to my guns. I was just like, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's just say goodnight, whatever. Um, he did try to kiss me on my lips. I, I proceeded to retreat my face backwards because I was, one, not interested in kissing him. And two, he had gum in his mouth. Like, I guess... As soon as he got into his car, knowing that he was about to go to my place, he put this mint-ass gum in his mouth. And for those who know me well, know that I hate gum. I can't stand gum. I think it's gross. I hate hearing people chew it. I hate the smell of it, of any type of gum. I hate when I'm moving desk around and I feel gum under the desk and I touch it and... I hate seeing the chew marks of gum when people spit it out into the trash can. I hate when people touch their gum and play with it in their mouth. I hate when people take out the gum from their mouth to place it by their plate, to eat their plate of food, then proceed to return the gum into their mouth like it wasn't this dry up, like gum. I, I can't stand gum. It's disgusting. Like, why are people still chewing that? 
And you know who else doesn't like gum? Oprah. Fun fact. Once I found that out, I was like, I know I'm dope. Anyways, I, so that really turned me off. Like, ew, you chew gum? And you was trying to kiss me in the mouth with gum in your mouth? Who do you think I am? Like, that's disgusting. Like, you must have no respect for people if you do that. Like, that's just really gross. No. That's so gross. Just really think about it. Like, ew, imagine if I just said... Or if I just allowed myself to kiss him, I'm so proud of myself. Honestly, but this, let me talk, let me finish telling the story. Okay, so I, you know, I retreated my head back, did not kiss him. He did, like, kind of nibble on my neck a little. It was a slight nib, nibble, slight, nothing, nothing really. Anyways, and I went back into my car, and then he went the opposite way towards his place, and I went my way. And I, I actually checked the rearview mirror to make sure he didn't, like, decide to just kind of stalk me or follow me home to see where I, you know, some creepy shit. Cause, you know, he is white. <laughs> Sorry. I watch a lot of ID channel to know that these white men are creepy. Some of them are. Let me just say that. Some of them are. I, but he doesn't, he doesn't seem that way. But, you know, sometimes they don't seem that way in the beginning. <laughs> but they're serialized murderers. God forbid. Anyways, I say that. <laughs> I'm so silly. I say all that to say I said no. And even though I said no late, I said no. And I'm so proud of myself for that because it was not just too long ago I was talking on here saying how I want to say no more. I want to stand up for myself more. I want to share how I feel authentically instead of trying to appease people. Um, so even though I agreed to have him follow me home, I'm glad that I decided, you know what? I changed my mind and I have a right to change my mind. And sometimes, you know, and you know what's funny about, not funny, but I remember thinking that if, I were to have allowed for him to come follow me and him make it to my apartment um, and come inside, I would feel subjected to kind of do whatever he wanted to do. Like I would feel subjected to go with the flow because I did invite him in. Oh my gosh, I know that sounds so horrible because it's like you're, you know, the rape culture in this world, but I would feel that way. Honestly, if I want to be frank with y'all, I feel like sometimes when you open the door for certain behavior to occur and you suddenly change your mind, even though I do believe that you have the right to change your mind, I've been in situations where like I would be in full out make out section, make out sessions with men and internally i know okay i really don't want to have sex with them but you know we have been making out and he did kiss my nipple and his hand is already down there and let's just let's just do it to get it over with and i'll just go home i don't want any problems like i would literally have these thoughts in my head um during those types of moments that i've experienced um throughout the years and when i see like the hashtag me too movement and um hashtag times up movement and they would talk about different i don't want to say i was i don't know i don't want to say i was assaulted in any way but i feel like 
I definitely can identify with women in those situations who kind of felt pressured to do sexual acts um, before they were ready to, you know, or before they fully decided to, just because, well, you did kiss him, right? Or just because, well, you did invite him in, y'all did go on a date, you know? It's like, you can't be a tease. You know, so many times I've been called a tease, oh, you giving me blue balls, or, oh, damn, you ain't nothing but a little, you know, just kind of insulting me, and in my head, to avoid the insult again, right, to avoid being called a bitch, to avoid being called, yo, you ain't nothing but a slut, you really can't, you know, all these things, I would just adhere to whatever the men will want in that moment, just so I could avoid being called these derogatory things and I would subject myself to be at their whim <laughs> honestly so that's just a little bit that I just felt compelled to share Ooh, that came out of nowhere but it, it matches with what I'm saying because in that moment when I kind of half-heartedly agreed for him to follow me to my apartment I really did not want him to come over that <laughs> that's the thing about it like I really didn't want him to come I really didn't want this date to continue I really didn't want to continue to eat my burger there but I did you know but I still sat there and did it now why I don't know like there there has to be a deeper meaning to that and I'm still exploring myself to figure out why I do certain things, even when I know I don't want to do them. You know, I feel, you know, I remember when Paul says that, you know, I do things I don't want to do, you know, th that whole verse. But I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm still trying to figure that out. But I am so grateful that I decided, okay, even though I said he could follow me to my apartment, I changed my mind and I don't want him to come anymore. And I'm glad that he didn't turn out to be this like psycho and curse me out and stalk me and make me feel horrible for standing up for myself. So I am thankful for that. Um, so I'm proud. I am proud of myself for standing up for myself and saying, no, never mind. So this is just a testament to anyone who may feel like, well, you know, should I change my mind? I am already naked. You know, like there have been moments, y'all, when I have been naked with men, not all together, but like, you know, with a man. And I felt like, oh, I really don't want to have sex with you. <laughs> I really don't want to go down this hole with you. I really would rather go home. But in my head, I'm thinking I'm already here and I don't know what would happen if I were to say no. Like I deadass would feel an influx of feelings of fear thinking that if I say no, what if, you know, he just turns into this psycho and harms me and then rapes me and then it's an actual rape, you know, right in that moment is an actualization of uh, being violated. So instead of like, instead of saying no, I would try to convince myself 
it's not a big deal. Let's just go through it and then we'll be home. And then, you know, you don't have to talk to him anymore and it's done. So I don't know what that is. I don't know how to define that or label that, but I want to not put myself in situations where I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to put myself in situations where I'm just trying to appease the other person. So if I don't want you to come over, I don't have to invite you. <laughs> like that's it, you know? And it sounds silly even saying this out loud, but I'm actually feeling lighter saying this out loud because I never really talked about it. There's been so many, y'all, it's so weird. It's like all these memories are kind of flooding me right now, but there's been so many moments in my sexual history, if you want to call it like, yeah, call it that way. But there have been so many moments when I have been in intimate situations with men and I did not want to be there, but because I kind of allowed for things to go as far as it did, I felt like there was no point of return. You know, I felt like, well, maybe we should just go ahead and do it. I don't want to be a tease, right? I don't want to upset him. <laughs> I don't want to be, you know, talk poorly about amongst his friends. Um, I remember I was an undergrad. I think it was my sophomore year. Ooh, there was this fine brother. Lord, he was fine. And, like, he liked me. And I was, I was, I, if I could describe myself then, I was just kind of always intrigued when, when men will like me back, right? Men who I will actually find attractive and they find me attractive back, I always feel like, oh, great. Like, okay, now everything that they want with me, they, they're going to have so they could keep on liking me. Like, I always felt this strong sense of wanting to be validated by, by men. So there's that. But um, um, so we went, so me, yeah, me and this guy, he uh he invited me over to his uh his dorm or his like apartment okay so i i head over but you know it's college so it's like i want to say 11 11 p.m like it's nighttime you know it's after 10 but i'm not looking at it, i'm not looking at it as oh, um, we're about to have sex. I'm just looking at it as everyone's out during that time. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, I'm not giving you the impression that I, I'm trying to have sex. I'm just hanging out. You know, like, that's literally how I thought. And maybe that is naive of me, but that's how I thought, okay? So I come over and... We're like sitting back watching something, and you know, you know the TV is just there has a buffer. Okay, nigga, when are we getting straight into the makeout sesh? And at that point in my in my life, I was still a virgin, so I was not really thinking about sex or like, yeah, I wasn't really thinking about that. I knew eventually I would have sex, but it was not something that I thought actively would happen in that moment. So. We're making out, like kissing me, like touching me, everything. It's like, whoo, that's how far has, has I would allow things to go back then. And he proceeds to try to 
enter his dick inside of me. And I'm thinking, wait, huh? <laughs> like, oh, wait, no. Like, I actually don't want, no, I don't. Like, what made you think I wanted you to put your dick inside of me? Like, I'm so naive in that moment. I was young. I was an undergrad. I was not thinking that. Oh, it was so weird for me to even say that out loud, but I really wasn't. And so, thank God he was a gentleman and remove the little bit that he put in or tried to put in. But he did say something to me that made me feel uncomfortable. He was like, so why did you come over? You know, usually when people come over at this time is to have sex. And it just made me feel like, okay. Like, I just felt super uncomfortable. I felt a strong sense of guilt because, oh, I didn't know that was the impression I was giving. Everyone just goes out. Like, in college, in undergrad, there's no sense of time, you know? You just go out whenever. There's no, like, time. There's no, uh, what is it, curfew. There's no, you're out on your own. You do what, you know, there's nothing of that. You know, you're in your own world. You're in your own bubble. There's no sense of time. So I didn't really see it as booty call hours. Like I said, I was young. I was naive I was a sophomore then maybe I was a freshman but I was either freshman or sophomore and you know I'm grateful that things didn't go far you know as far as it being a violation but I just felt uncomfortable knowing that he expected that from me and I didn't deliver that right and he made sure to kind of let me know that. <laughs> he was like, well, why did you come? Like, I just kind of felt stupid in that moment. Like, whoa, why did I come over? Since you want to say it that, that way. But there's just been other moments after that point where I felt like, okay, even if I did not come out here for that, because I let you in, I feel like I am subjected to do what you want me to do unfortunately um yeah so I'm just grateful that with this this particular man who I went on a date with did not react violently towards me and I stood up for myself and was like you know what never mind and but even even with that like I stood up with like I'm grateful that I stood up for myself, but it's like I stood up for myself with a smile on my face, with like a this very gentle touch to it. Like, oh, it's, it's like, like I have to explain standing up for myself. You know, like I was like, oh, it is too early, which it was. It's too early for you to come over. And, but I don't really believe in that either, honestly. Like if I was attracted to him and... If things went well during the day, I wouldn't have said it was too early. I would just been like, "Nigga, follow me, okay? Let's make this whole, let's make this happen." But that's what I said for him, just because I was not attracted to him like that. But I didn't want to say that, you know. I didn't want to just say no. I felt like I had to say a reason, you know. And that's what I want to uh, learn to not do anymore. I want to unlearn thinking that. I have to justify or paint a pretty picture for my no. Like, I have to give you a pretty no. I have to justify my no. When it's like, no, nigga, no. Just like the title of my last episode. Just nigga, no. 
you know, I know he was a white man, but you know, you get the point. Um, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> I want to say that as I am growing, as I am learning about myself, I am loving myself and I'm learning to express that love in different ways. I think a part of self-love is to speak up for yourself, is to say, no, I don't want that. Or no, I don't like that. No, I'm not attracted to that. And no, I don't want you to come over, period. And I don't have to say anything past no. I could just say no, you know? Um, And that's part of my self-love care that I need to do more of has a growing young woman um, who's just trying to figure life out. I need to just speak up for myself and say these things without trying to make you feel comfortable. Like, why do I feel like I have to make someone else feel comfortable with my no? (laughs) What about my level of comfort, you know? (sighs) Anyway, so, yeah. Honestly, (sighs) Life is just funny. There's, I'm feeling an array of different emotions right now, and I think I will share it at a later time, but there's really someone else who I wanted to go out with, um, someone else who I would have loved to have been out on a date with instead of him, but that person is like in a situation, so I'm trying to figure out how, I don't know, how my feelings are what they are for this person and how I could navigate through that. So yeah, (laughs) yeah, there's that. That's that's the update of my love life. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I don't really have nothing else to say about that. Um, Maybe I'll divulge more at another time. But yeah, I'm just proud of myself for standing up for myself and speaking up. You know, we have the right to change our mind. (laughs) You know, just as much as we may desire someone and show that desire, if in that moment you suddenly don't want to anymore, don't. And I'm saying this from experience, obviously, but I really want everyone else to just feel comfortable enough within themselves to say no, to say, never mind, actually, I don't want to, or let's call it a night. (laughs) I I should have said that, like, actually, let's call it a night, (laughs) talking about what you want to do after, nigga, I want to go home, (laughs) that's what I want to do, because this shit was whack, you know, and it's funny, because it wasn't like, he wasn't a dick, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't like this, just, he wasn't a dick, he wasn't, he just wasn't for me, you know, and oftentimes when we, and I say we, I'm speaking as women, um, oftentimes when women get into, into situations with men, they feel like, oh, well, you know, maybe I could change him into who I want him to be. Or maybe, you know, if I share with him my expectations, you know, what I like, you know, then he will eventually be that. And I don't have the time for that. Like, for what? For what? You know, why do I need to tell you to make me feel like a woman? 
when I'm with you. Like, and when I say make me feel like a woman, that is make me feel like this this best looking woman you've ever like make me feel this attractive woman who you're so attractive to. You know, make me feel like these things. I shouldn't have to like some things are just kind of like, nigga, what? You don't know that? You know, like I shouldn't have to break you out of your shell. Nigga, be out your shell already when I meet you. Be out your shell. How about that? You know? And that's what I sense would be the case with him. I will kind of have to encourage him to be more uh, outgoing, be more approachable, be more easygoing and all these things. And it's like, I'm not interested in doing that. Like, I wish some people could just know what to do and do it, you know? And I'm not used to having to break people out of their shell. I'm not used to having to, you know, kind of tell people how to love me. (laughs) And maybe that's something I would like, maybe that's something I would need to do. And I do believe that there is a level of doing that in in a pending relationship, right? But... I feel like there should be some things preliminary that should be already there. You know, you should already know how to compliment me. You know, like you should, <laughs> I already know, but like you should already do these things. Like you should already, when you see someone, you should already kind of flirt with them, not just like talk about conspiracy theories. What the fuck? What are we talking about? <laughs> Why are we talking about Anne Frank again? What? <laughs> Amelia Earhart. Why are we still talking about her? Can you talk about how I look right now? Can you say my ass is fat? Like, can you say that? Talking about did the plan really land in, for Amelia Earhart? <laughs> Nigga, I don't know. I don't know. But talk about my legs right now. I showed my legs for this dude. I had a whole mini skirt on for him to just talk about Amelia. <laughs> Nigga. I don't have the time. I don't I don't have it. Time is what I don't have, okay? It's like I can make all the time in the world for people who I want to make time for. But for this, I don't have the time, okay? And that's okay. I I've shared this date with like some people in my life. I, I was like, oh yeah, so we went out. This is what happened. And it ain't gonna happen again. Like I don't plan on not I don't plan. We won't go out again. And it's, yeah, so we, that's already said in my head, like, mm, this is definitely not going to be a date too. Um, but the response I received from people was like, oh, you should give another chance, you know, maybe tell him how you feel and see how he, you know, reacts, but give him another chance. And it's like, I feel like as women, we're told, because I've heard this before, I've heard women say this to other women, I've heard women say this to me before. Oh, give him a, give him another chance, or just just you know try it again. Maybe it'll be better. This like no. What about just recognizing the first time was enough for me to realize this ain't for me? You know, like <laughs> what about just trusting that that experience that you had just one time was enough for you to realize? Yeah, that's enough. I don't, I'm not interested. I'm actually, I don't need to see where things go with this. I, I've seen it and I know, you know, and I want to encourage anyone to just trust yourself. 
trust yourself. Trust that you have the discernment that you need to recognize what is for you. You know, I feel like with my relationship with God, I've always prayed and asked him, you know, give me discernment. Give me the discernment that I need to recognize who's for me and who's not and all these things. And I do have that. And it's just a lack of trust that I have been experiencing all my life when I have just said to myself, okay, maybe I should just give him another chance. Maybe I should just give this give this situation another chance. Not recognizing that, no, the discernment that was within me has already confirmed to me this ain't it. Yet I'm trying to work against this. No, it ain't it. I'm not interested. <laughs> and that's okay. It's not about being a bitch. It's not about um, being this close-hearted person, which I could see could be an argument made, but I think it's also about recognizing what you like and what you desire. And as I am getting older, you know, being a 28-year-old woman now, thank God, um, I recognize what I like. I'm recognizing more of who I like and what I like and the feelings that I have or the feelings that will rise up when I'm with some people, you know? If there are no feelings being arisen when I'm with this man, then I'm not trying to go out on another date with you to try to to try to like break the fire <laughs> to, to see if the there's gonna be some flames between us. No, that flame should have been lit day one. Okay? Anyways. That's what I wanted to share with y'all today. Thank you again for tuning in. Please uh, check my Instagram out for this podcast. It's called God Built This. Check that out on Instagram. Uh, this podcast also has an email address, which is godbuiltthis at gmail.com. So if you have any suggestions as far as topics you want me to touch upon, um, different avenues you would like for me to take on this podcast, shoot me an email at godbuiltthis at gmail.com. And I would love to just hear your message and see how I could incorporate your ideas into my podcast. Um, Yeah, I think that's all for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please continue to like, share, subscribe, comment, and tell a friend. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. Please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and follow and comment on SoundCloud. God bless.